All right. Well, we are here again at the Christian Product Expo in Lexington, Kentucky. That's why behind Michael on the wall is a bunch of racehorses. We are in horse country here in Kentucky. We just are sneaking away to an area that's supposedly quiet. If you hear noise in the background, that's because there's people here for the Christian Product Expo. We are down a little quiet hall, but that does not mean it will stay this way. Welcome to the podcast, Michael. It's great to have you on. Great to be here. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Now, Michael is the author of Depth by Drama. It is all about dramatic discipling and creative evangelism. I love this concept and you are going to love it too. So let's start with, just so people can get a little peek into your life, tell us how God got a hold of your life and redeemed you initially. Yeah, I was, I was really not interested in Christianity at all for many, many years. Got burned in the church and what really happened was we had our first child and seeing this uh, little life that uh, was totally, you know, not capable of taking care of himself, uh, I realized that a whole new level of responsibility was coming on me. So that got me just probably open to uh, needing help. And then I heard an ad on the radio for a, um, a book, and I was really kind of into the psychics and, and future telling. And this ad was talking about um, a book that had been written that uh, the author was uh, pulled in front of the CIA and the Mossad because the things he was writing about were so similar to what they thought was going to happen in the near future that they wondered where he was getting his information from. And he said he was getting it from the Bible. So I was curious, so I got into it. And, and the author was Hal Lindsey, and I read a couple of his books. I was really struggling with, I don't want to believe this is uh, true, um, but um, the third book I read was Satan is Alive and Well, Living on Planet Earth or something like that. And it was the first time somebody really explained the reason for Christianity, the intellectual kind of, you know, and, and that caused my mind to at least want to investigate whether it was true or not. I was hoping it wasn't true. I was going to push against it. But the more I read and studied, the, the, the more my, as C.S. Lewis, the more, the more def, my defenses came down. It wasn't earth shattering. I, I mean, it wasn't like feeling some incredible need. It's just that I felt like I was a truth seeker. And if this was the truth, I, I wasn't going to go along with it. And so it got to a point where at one point in the book, he says, um, so, uh, so if you don't believe this, why are you still reading or something like that? <laughs> so I, was, I put the book down and said, no, I don't have to read this. But, you know, I really believed I, I was someone who wanted to know the truth, even if I didn't like what the truth might be. So near the end of the book, he, he, he gives an opportunity to, uh, you know, basically come to know Jesus. And I again set down the book and I thought about it. And I thought here on the one hand, he's saying, um, if I pray this prayer and God doesn't exist, then I'm done. You know, I pray the prayer, nothing happens. Okay, now I can just set that aside and go on my life. On the other hand, here's an opportunity to have my sins forgiven, to come into this relationship with the God of the universe, um, to have an eternity in heaven, which is obviously very attractive. 
I really couldn't see a downside. It was like, you know, pray the prayer and be able to move on, whatever. So I got down on my knees and I prayed um, what he was directing me to. And I won't say that anything happened in that moment, except as I looked back on it, uh, a couple things. One is, I felt like maybe there was some bell ringing, jangling that I'd never noticed, but now that it was gone, okay, something's different. But um, two days later, I thought, what's happened? Something's happened. And you know what I realized? Without trying to, because I didn't have any expectations about, you know, I have to clean up my act or whatever, I didn't say a bad word for 48 hours. Now, why that's so astounding to me is that not only was I not trying to not say bad words, they were a part of my, you know, I'd have two or three in every sense. So I looked at looked back on those two days and realized that I hadn't tried not to, but suddenly that seemed to be gone. I, I, instead of my language being profusely peppered with more than colorful words, they were just gone. And and I thought about it. I said, could I could I swear? And I could remember the words, and I knew I could probably say them. But it was a transformation that, for me in particular, was just so incredibly real. Um, and then, of course, there's been many things that have happened since. That was 43 years ago. So there have been many things that have happened uh, since then. Well, when I read that in your book, I was like, wow, because that happened to me. Mm. I mean, I dropped F-bombs every single sentence. Yes. It was just part of the culture that oh, wow. I was in in Scientology. I didn't know we had that in and, common. <laughs> yes, I mean, it was so bad. But people were around me who just loved Jesus, and they never, that you know, they didn't scold me for the way I talked. But it was like Holy Spirit mouthwash. I mean, just yeah. completely gone. I mean, that's miraculous. It was yeah. absolutely, and and the fact that I wasn't trying to clean up my act because I, you know now I'm a Christian, I need to clean up my act. Right. You know, I was looking for for confirmation, but I I did not expect that to be it. Um, and that was powerful. I love that because that is such a great example of God doing more than we can. I mean, we couldn't do that. Right. We couldn't no. do that in our in our own self. There's no way. I wasn't even interested in doing it. Right, right. <laughs> and I love it when he does that. And you, it's a shock. It's like, whoa, look what he did. It's miraculous. And it's at least a little harder to be judgmental about people who still do that because... I know, like, I couldn't have helped myself. They can't help themselves, but they need Jesus. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Okay, so what I want to hear is kind of an example in your life of where God took something that did not go the way you wanted, was hard, was just a real struggle, and brought good out of it. Because we all have those kinds of stories, how he, Romans 8.28, works all things together for good. Tell us your story. Well, I, I certainly would have many of them, but the, the, the one that comes to mind is I had moved to this new town, and uh, for 43 years since I became a Christian, I've been seeking to put together performances or groups or whatever to take Bible literature, which is what the book is all about, and create performances and venues and stuff. And so I thought in this new town, now that I'm, I'm here, I'll, I'll get something started, but I really wanted to start something separate from a church just to have our own space and stuff. So I kept going down this path and I was pushing pretty hard and investigating. Nothing was working. And this was the first time in, that, that I got no traction at all. And so I started questioning about whether that's what I should be doing. 
and also realizing that I was at that point 68 years old and I didn't have a lot of time and energy and, and who knew how much longer I had. So I felt like God was taking those door closings and then he kind of opened a window. He gave me insight into uh, somebody who had published a book, self-published a book with Redemption Press, which I didn't know anything about, but he, he lent me the a manuscript. And that had planted a seed that was like three months before. So I thought, well, you know, maybe you want me to write a, a book so that others could do what I've been trying to do for 42 years. And the light kind of came on and, and I actually went to you and said, what about this? And you said, well, give me an outline. So I wrote an outline and that was much easier than I thought it would be. I think I wrote it in a couple of days and, uh, and you encouraged me to go on. So that last kind of hitting the wall uh, resulted in, in writing and publishing this book, actually. Well, what I love about that is this can go far beyond way more than I could do what by you could do in Enumclaw or Buckley. <laughs> With the well, that was just going to be the home base. <laughs> <laughs> I have big plans. <laughs> I know, I know, but God had another idea. And Absolutely. I loved when reading depth, depth. by drama. Make sure you get the P in not there. Death. Not death. Not death. Not death by trauma. Depth by drama. Depth, like deep. Go deep. Depth by drama. What an amazing, I mean, first of all, the fact that it's so kind of an ambush because it's using the word of God that the performers might not even realize the impact it's going to have on their life on their by life. having to memorize. Well, that was, that was the biggest thing was um, I, I went into this just decrying the fact that people weren't reading the Bible or didn't know what was in it. And, and so 43 years ago, I decided, well, I'm going to perform the book of John as John because this is an incredible book and people just don't know what's there. And I'm not going to tell them it's right out of the Bible. I'm just going to perform it. And my hope was that once they, they say, Hey, that was really good. Who wrote that? God, you know, <laughs> and I was, I was hoping to whet their appetite for, for reading. So my whole point of view was really towards Bible literacy. But then I was told to shop this kind of concept out to missionary organizations. And there was one missionary and I talk about this in the intro. He, uh, he said, uh, yeah, well, that makes perfect sense. You know, evangelism, using the word. We do that out with the tribes and stuff. And he said, but you don't know what you really have here. And I, I go, why? <laughs> what I have? And he said, well, actually, it's a great tool for discipleship. And it just hit me like a ton of bricks because in my life in the theater, um, if, you, if you were playing, like, let's say you're playing Hamlet, okay, and you're working on it for months, and weeks and then you're performing it for weeks and you've memorized all the soliloquies and you've you've had to learn about the costumes and what was it like in denmark in the 1500s and things like that you do all that because you're bringing to an audience that has to absorb all that in a couple of hours but the audience just gets that couple of hours where they see it once and then they go away maybe they think about it whatever but think about the actor who memorized all that stuff they know hamlet and they know that character and they know they know so much more about it and it hit me like like what did i learn just from doing the the book of john i because i studied it so extensively and was able to read it i, I did read it but i read it with a technique i teach in the book where you never are reading you're, you're glancing down and, and you're engaging with the audience the whole time so it, it is a performance it's just that it it, it, it speeds up the process because you don't have to memorize Anyway, I, I obviously know the book of John better than most people that have just read it a couple of times or maybe heard 
you know, a series or a study, study guide or whatever. Those are all great things. Um, but the performers and even the people that are kind of behind the scenes, the, the stagehands or whatever, um, I, I, I have to say that uh, I was told you the real short story about how I, how I came to Christ. But I know that the ground was laid because I happened to be in the uh, pit band for a musical production of Godspell that was a national production. So for 10 months, I was captive in the, in the pit, um, listening to the book of, uh, mainly the book of Matthew, being performed for over 100 performances in the course of this year. And so I knew the basic teachings of Jesus, and I knew um, the parables and how they were acted out, and it was very memorable. It was very entertaining, too. I know that that had a huge effect mm. on my ability to come to Christ because I really, I, I don't think you can really find anything wrong with what Jesus is saying or, or what's going on. It's just people are ignorant. They don't, they don't, they don't investigate. So I, I've seen the power of it from both ends, from being a non-Christian and being a Christian, and and the opportunity for, and so it's a kind of a cycle. So the actors get discipleship by learning this stuff. And then they do evangelism by by performing it, and then the people out there say, "Oh, gee, maybe I should start reading the Bible." And so then they become disciples, and then we hope that they would do the same thing or drag their friends to a performance or something like that. Where the most exciting prospects are is that if you have a troop or an individual who's memorizing whole books of the Bible, think about the persecuted church around the world. And so far, it's not here, but it could be here. These are people that can go out into the street, go into a park, go into any venue and do these performances. And if they do get arrested uh, and taken to prison and their Bibles are taken away from them, they got they it, got it they in got their it. heart. They yes. can be, they can, it's kind of like Fahrenheit 451. They're, they, you could have each individual be a different book of the Bible. And, but they could be in prison. They could be ministering to the inmates and the guards and so on. So, and that um, is a great evangelistic strategy yes. if you go to prison that is a whole new mission field for you to absolutely share the word of god and share christ's love with and i well, hopefully it's why that. god put you there because you were well, exactly. willing and capable of doing that so i know that might that might cause some people to say well i'm not going to learn a book of the bible because god might throw me in prison that may happen anyway, so yeah. keep it there. You're yeah. going to want it for your own self, but also the opportunity to lead others to Christ. Wow. So as you develop this, and really, I mean, this book is 43 years. Yeah. Is that Well, more than that. I mean, I started in the theater at age 10, and it's all of my instruction. It's basically a complete course for an individual or a group leader to uh, become actors or become become a troop, the the only thing you don't get are you know how to make a costume and and how how, how to some of this stuff, but the resources to do that are there, and it really takes somebody from beginning to end. So it's it's kind of three things in one. It's the rationale for this whole thing we're talking about. It's my actual story uh, of coming to Christ and and my theater experience, and then it is a how-to practical book. And how to do it. So really, the first place I would have people go is is the website that that is not a book website. It's a ministry website. Okay. It's www.actingouthisword.org, mm. and that's my latest rendition of the of the ministry to encourage people to do performance um, 
performance venues using the Word of God, using biblical literature. And then the book is really, if you go through the website and you're interested, then you would get the book for the specifics, the details, the rationale, uh, the in-depth rationale, the, what you're going to use to convince other people to come alongside you or to give yourself the encouragement you need. Mm. So that is where, uh, if someone wants to get a hold of you, know more about it, yes. actingouthisword.org. Yes. Go to that website. It's down on the show notes as well. And um, I love this idea. And I the coolest thing that happened right early on after you gave me that outline was God just gave us one of our best editors. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, Leslie Ann oh, my McDaniel. Gosh. Incredible lineup. I mean, I just... And and she wrote she wrote an endorsement on it, which is just heavenly. The endorsement she wrote, but she was such a great pairing because this is my first book. I've written some plays, but this is my first book, and she was just so instrumental. And I was so scared you're going to line me up with somebody saying, "Well, you don't want to talk that way. You don't want to do this." She was just so encouraging, and she knew the business, and she's a screenplay writer, and she's she's a, a theater nut like me. For her to have the background of theater. Yes. And to just, I, you know, she resonated with it. And, and it was yes. something that she could just jump into and really help you make the best it could be. And it's a great resource. This is my first book. And I know this would not have happened, certainly not in the time frame. But I don't think it ever would have happened if you and your team hadn't been able to handhold me through the whole process. I am, and I've heard from lots of other authors about self-publishing or, 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 um, using a, a publisher that you try to convince to take up your book. This has just been a stellar uh, opportunity, and I, I know I couldn't have done it without you guys. So I highly recommend uh, whatever Athena tells you to do. Just do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Michael. It's just been delightful to have you on the podcast and get the word out on your new book. So thanks for joining us today, and we will see you next week with another podcast interview from the Christian Product Expo. Bye for now.